Good afternoon, folks. It's Winslow Woodland coming to you live from Southeast Washington. Today, I wanted to cover a couple of topics that are in the news. It is February the 21st of 2022. Um, interestingly, tomorrow will be February the 22nd of 2022. So, at 2 p.m., at 22 minutes after, it will be... 2222 at 2:22. I don't know what that actually means, but we'll see. So, in the news nationally, what we have is a few stories centered around HBCUs. Uh, for those who don't know, historically black universities, colleges, and universities. These were typically uh, institutions that originated uh, out of a need to have African-Americans be allowed to be formally educated. Usually these institutions were developed by private citizens with donations. Uh, Bethune-Cookman, I believe, was the very first HBCU, Murray McLeod Bethune, uh, national educator, leader, and true supporter of the race for those who may not be aware of who she is. Uh, so the reason why HBCUs are in the news now is that there has been a significant uh, uptick in admissions. So at one point HBCUs were losing lots of students to uh, national universities that uh, recruited heavily to ensure that diversity and equity were being uh, discussed as a part of the admissions process. However, what we have now is students, uh, it is believed to be interested in attending HBCUs for their historical context, their quality of education, but more so now with racial uh, tensions on the uprise, there's uh, onslaught of students who want to sort of get that HBCU experience. Now, interestingly, there has been also an increase in bomb threats to HBCUs around the country. So it's interesting. Um, we also heard earlier in the year of a young man who was one of the number one prospects for uh, Division I universities. I believe he had accepted uh, an offer to a major uh, athletic powerhouse and then he decided to take his skill sets elsewhere um, and made national news in the sports world. So, um, my take on HBCUs, I believe they're completely necessary. And for those who may not uh, be African American or minorities in general, it may seem that there is no need to have an institution that is particularly f uh, named black uh, college. Uh, however, um, when we look at the evolution of education for African-Americans in this country, many may not be aware that it was illegal for uh, people who were of African descent, largely those held in bondage as slaves, to be able to read. And then we had the Emancipation Proclamation and efforts to sort of 
launch black people ahead, uh, there was still a need to have a specific and segregated educational system within this country. Many may not be aware of Brown v. the Board of Education, which was a landmark lawsuit allowing students of color to attend schools that were public uh, or any school that received uh, public funding could not bar a student based on their race. Uh, that was something of a major launch into what is deemed or qualified as integration of education. But there are those who believe that that legal case actually hurt black education. So, you know, if you ever talk to those who believe that, they believe that teachers who were limited in where they could teach, who taught in African-American schools, were sort of relegated to other jobs because the schools were sort of decimated in terms of numbers. And interestingly, these were public schools. So there are stories of people who were educated uh, who now had to take jobs, say, in the post office and other places because they could no longer teach because schools were integrating, which is very interesting, uh, particularly now as I open with the fact that HBCUs are seeing an uptick in admissions. I'd like to just sort of come to some sort of wrap up on this issue to say that uh, my teacher in high school who was like one of my mentors told me, you know, it really doesn't matter where you go to school is that you do your best wherever you go. Now, with that being said, I would like to just say I went to a very small school, the University of the District of Columbia in Washington, D.C., where I received an associate's degree in nursing and then later on a bachelor's degree in nursing. And I do now have a master's degree from Walden University. Uh, that was an online university and another topic of discussion when we talk about education and universities is the fact that I graduated from Walden in 2009 with a master's degree in nursing and at the time there were many colleagues when they asked me where I was going to school and I tell them hey I'm going online you know there would be this sort of vague dismissiveness to online universities and I find that very interesting because now that's just about the thing for people to do in a public health uh, emergency, a global pandemic, as well as the fact that the world has learned that you can maintain progress, you can maintain education, you can maintain positive movement in just about all areas of industry to include healthcare with the use of technology. And occasionally I say that the master, the higher power, God, whoever you want to sort of give that title to in your life, um, sort of oftentimes uses me in a comedic way. And what I'll say there is that 
I was online before people were doing it and it was a thing. Um, in another uh, area of my life, probably hmm, I'd say seven or eight years ago, I took my little cheap camcorder and set up a makeshift studio in my in one of the rooms of my house and I began reporting the news to people and I really enjoyed doing that. It was a lot of work. But what I realized there was there was something that I gained from that because I had to make sure I knew what was going on in the world before I could report to other people. I know I'm rambling a bit, but I believe it's all about educating oneself and it's all about being able to recognize uh, when you're being used uh, to advance a cause, a situation, a person, a people. So in those cases uh, where I sat in my little room reporting the news, uh, dressing myself <laughs> similar to a newscaster, and then reviewing it, cutting the tape, adding clips, and then now I see that, you know, the advent of TikTok, live videos, people doing podcasts, I mean, it's just amazing. I felt like, hmm, I was doing that before a lot of people were doing that. Now everyone seems to be doing it. And hey, guess what? I want to do it again. So uh, thank you for listening. If in fact you've benefited from anything that you've heard, just know that was my intent. If you haven't, keep coming back and listening. Hopefully one day I'll reach you. Um, stay blessed, people. Take care of your heart, your mind, and your spirit. And all will be well. Thank you. And as I move forward in this journey, I hope you continue to stay with me. Peace.